Dear God, uh, we just thank you for this evening. Um, God, thank you for uh, sweat in the, in the human body, how you have created us to, to cool ourselves down when we get hot. Uh, God, thank you for the smell that comes along with it. Uh, God, I just pray that tonight as we dive into your word, God, as we look uh, in, in your literal words, God, um, God, I just pray that you would speak to us through your word. Uh, God, that, that you by your Holy Spirit would reveal uh, truth to us tonight, God, that we would be inspired, that we would be encouraged. Uh, God, just to live more for you. God, I just pray that tonight as we look at, at Jude, God, that you would, um, God, give us the tools to look at things and, and, and to realize when there is lies, God, to realize when there is, is false teachings, God. Um, God, in, and in so doing, that we would just be able to uh, rightly divide uh, the word of truth, and God, that, um, God, we would just listen to and hear and know sound doctrine, uh, God, and, and, and that we would just give all the glory to you. So God, we just thank you, and we praise you, in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Guys, it has been an epic week, this, this last week. Um, most of you guys are now on spring break, am I correct? Yes. All right, and the epicness will only continue as spring break goes on. Uh, for me, I finished spring, I mean, I finished fall, winter, no, winter term, finished winter term on Tuesday, so I've been kind of on spring break ever since Tuesday, so to all you guys who haven't been, I'm sorry, but uh, it has given us time to study Jude a little bit more, okay, and as I, was, as I was doing some research and as I was doing some study, uh, looking through some Bible commentaries, I was reading one Bible commentary in a little, the first section uh, before uh, Jude, it was kind of in the intro, uh, the, the commentary that it was in, I think you guys should all get a copy of, it's the Life Application uh, Commentary by John Corson, it is great stuff, but, but John Corson says this joke in the beginning, uh, in the intro, and it kind of goes to exactly where I am tonight, uh, because as I said last week, we're going to try and hit all of Jude tonight, and if you guys know me, and if you know that we only have 45 minutes really to do this, that's going to be very hard uh, for me to do, and so the joke went something like this, uh, there was a preacher, and he came out of the bathroom Sunday morning with, with, with a cut and a band-aid on his chin, and his wife asked him, she said, uh, what's going on? And he said, you know, I was, I was studying my sermon, and I cut myself shaving. And the pastor's wife, being uh, awesome, says, well, you know, you should be uh, focusing on shaving and cutting your sermon because pastors tend to, to, to speak a long time. So uh, it's going to be hard to slam Jude all into one night. And we're not going to do that tonight because that's just the way we do it. So tonight we're going to look at Jude. And as you can see the title up there, uh, we are looking at the descriptions, the depictions, and the deductions. Okay. For all you guys who like uh, congruent and all this epic oneness together, we are looking at the D's of Jude today, okay? And we're going to talk a little bit more about what these things are in just a minute, but I just want to call you guys' attention to some verses. We're going to bounce all over the place, okay? But I want you guys to look at Jude verse 12. This is what it says. These are the spots in your love feasts. While they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the wind. Late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by their roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming up in their own shame. Wandering stars 
for whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. Jump all the way down to verse 21. And verse 21 says this. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until, uh, unto eternal life. Now bounce back to verse 5. And verse 5 says this. But I want to remind you, though once... Uh, Though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains, uh, chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Okay. Bouncing all over the place, but there's going to be some continuity between this. Um, the first D that's not in the title uh, is going to be the distress signals. Okay, Distress signals. Have you guys ever seen in a movie or something where there's a, a, a beacon or a light that's flashing saying, Hey, look out, something's coming up. If you guys have been to a beach, you might have seen a lighthouse. Lighthouses are there to show ships, hey, if you go any bit further, you're going to crash up on a reef. Okay? It's a distress signal. It's a beacon saying, hey, watch out. Okay? So Jude, Jude gives us a distress signal. He gives us a warning. What do you guys think that warning might be? We talked about it last week. That warning is Jude wants all believers to be aware that there are false teachers among them. And these men are vile and of a lascivious nature. They are perverting the word of God with lewdness. Okay? So how did Jude get this distress signal across? What was the light? What was the beacon that was flashing saying, Hey, watch out for false teachers. Okay, Jude did this through descriptions, depictions, and deductions. And it wasn't quite in that exact same order, but that's the order we're going to talk about right now, okay? And Because it fit for the title, but as we look, you guys will see how we're going to break it down, okay? So I want, I want you guys to look back at verse 12, and we're going to talk first about the descriptions. What is Jude describing here in verse 12 through 13? Jude is describing what these false teachers are like. Uh, and, and Jude does a very good job under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit using some metaphors. And, and, and as I looked at the metaphors a little more in depth, um, I realized, holy guacamole, these metaphors are legit and they fit what he is trying to say perfectly. Okay? So the first metaphor can be found here in verse 12. And it says, They are spots in your love feasts while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. Okay? Let's take a look at this first description. And this first description is is of spots. Other translations may say literal rocks. Others might say stains. And others might even say hidden reefs. Okay? So what do spots, what do stains, what do rocks, what do hidden uh, reefs all have in common? Well, Jude uh, points out here that they are self-seeking and self-serving. Okay? They're looking only to serve themselves. But what else do they do um, in this? What is a hidden reef? Yeah, have you guys ever seen um, maybe a Discovery Channel documentary or, or a picture in a, in a coloring book? Or maybe even on the Magic School bus, uh, they went on an adventure to Australia or New Zealand. And they went and they saw a coral reef. How many of you guys have seen a coral reef before? 
pretty cool stuff, right? And they're, and they're awesome structures, these, these megalithic um, pieces of coral uh, that are put together, and they grow on each other. They're living, and fish work on them, and all this stuff. And they're just these gigantic things. Well, you guys know what happens when a boat runs up against one of those things? It's going to tear a hole in the hole of the ship. And it is going to fill up with water, and that ship will most likely sink. Okay? So, kind of worked out really good because distress signals, lighthouse, boom, we got some hidden reefs. Okay, what do rocks do when you're jogging along on the street and you don't happen to see this, like, boulder, maybe like a foot-by-foot boulder, what happens if you don't see it and you run right into it? You're going to trip and fall, right? Well, these spots, these stains are uh, stumbling hazards to those who are in the church. Okay, and there are people um, and, and there are teachers not only in the church back then, as you guys remember last week, the title was Warnings Then, Warnings Now. And, and Jude, his message transcends all time because it is still an issue today in the church. There are people who are stumbling blocks, who are stumbling rocks, who are hidden reefs, who are stains, who are spots in the church. And these are people who are only concerned about their selves and their own agendas. Okay? Their own agendas, putting forth their gospel, putting forth their doctrine, putting forth their teaching, all edifying self. Okay? Now, Jesus, Jesus said it the best because Jesus didn't come to, to edify self. Jesus didn't come to be the head honcho. Jesus came to be the servant of all. Okay? And this goes completely contrary to what Jude says these people do. Verse 12, he says, serving only themselves. Okay, Jesus was not a self-serving, he was a people-serving person. Okay, If we, as Christians, are to be like Christ, as we are to be following Christ's examples, we ought to be serving others as well. Correct? Yeah. And, and in serving others, we are following in this truth. Okay, Is that to say that everyone who serves people is saved? No, because there are some people who aren't saved, that serve, but if you are saved, you ought be serving, okay? And if someone claims to be in this position where they are, where they are teaching a doctrine or, or, or teaching something that only serves their own needs, they are someone that you might want to check and look on and say, hmm, what's going on here? And check what they say against Scripture. Because most of the time, if not all the time, what they are saying will not line up with all of Scripture. Because they are spots, they are stains, they are rocks, they are hidden reefs hiding in the church wolves in sheep's clothing teaching a false doctrine. Okay? And it's a stumbling rock for those who are in the church. Okay? So they are concerned with their, uh, their, their own selves and their own agendas. The next description that Jude gives uh, in, in this wonderful um, uh, set of metaphors is he says that they are clouds without water, carried about by the winds. Okay? When he says clouds without water, carried about by the winds, I get a picture of, of, of a gigantic desert. Okay? I've never been over to the Middle East, uh, and I don't know if any of us have, but Israel is a place where there's a lot of desert. Okay? And I can imagine uh, Jude speaking to these people. These people would kind of know what that means. I mean, they are farming, and they are, and they are working the land. And if it's a dry time, we hear in, in scriptures a lot about droughts and famines. If it's a dry time, and they see clouds off in the distance, 
you know they are freaking out. They're just like, yes, yes, yes. Because back in Bible times, they did not have weatherbug.com, the weather channel on TV, because they didn't have that technology. So what a farmer did, it was just based off tradition. If their elbow started hurting and they saw a cloud, they knew it was raining. Okay? But what if those clouds came and then they passed and then nothing rained? They were let down and drought and famine ensued. Okay, I went to, uh, this was two years ago over spring break, so about this time, exactly two years ago, I went to Death Valley, which is the lowest point below sea level in the United States, and uh, it is a hot place. It is a big desert. Um, At at some places, it is negative 232 uh, feet below sea level, and all that hits there is sun, 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 sun. And you'll get the occasional cloud, but the thing is, the clouds don't stay... Uh, over Death Valley. Uh, because at night, Death Valley gets winds that reach up over 100 miles an hour. Uh, I was staying in a tent, and, and the wind, I didn't put my tent down very good. I just had a stake in each corner, and the wind was going underneath my tent and actually lifting my tent off the ground. The only thing that was keeping the tent down on the ground was me in it, and uh, those, those tent pegs that were all around. I was seriously terrified because I thought at several points I was getting lifted up. The winds are crazy, and the clouds, they don't stay. What does this have to do with false teachers and people in the church? Well, Jude here is telling us um, that they are great-sounding, wonderful-looking uh, hopes of refreshment. Okay, You might get this... Uh, this new pastor who shows up on the scene, who wears all the right shoes, who's got the fancy uh, hats, who's got the cool earrings, who's got the cool tattoos, and he looks pretty sweet, and he's talking all this big, like, Jesus stuff. Okay? And yeah, it can be good. Don't get me wrong. It it, it can be good. But there are also those who come up there, kind of like those rocks and those stains who are self-seeking and trying to serve their own agendas, And these people can come up, but where they will come, they will leave it barren, and they will leave famine, and they will leave drought because there is no rain. There is no spirit. There is no truth of the word of God. It is a show. And if you go to one of these shows, there's a good chance you won't walk away refreshed. Okay? And and this is something else that we as Christians, we as followers of Christ, and we as studiers of the word of God should be doing. We should be looking out and knowing, hey, is this sound doctrine? Is this truth? Is this lining up with the word of God? And, and, and this is a very prevalent thing in today's society. Okay? Very prevalent. We're going to just jump right on to the next one here. The next description uh, is a fruitless tree Uh, twice dead, and it is uprooted. Let's read it. It's in verse 12 of Jude, and it says this, Late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead and pulled up by their roots. I get this picture in my mind. Uh, How many of you guys love Wikipedia? You guys like Wikipedia? Um, I was was doing a report one time about trees. Uh, Don't ask me why I was doing a report about trees. But... It was, it was a good time. And I looked at these pictures of these, of these cedars in Lebanon, uh, which is kind of in this region. And, and, and these are some big trees, some really good-looking trees. I also did a report. I like doing reports on trees, I guess, because I did another report on the bristlecone pine, which is the oldest living tree that there is in the world. And some of these bristlecone pines are over 4,000 years old. They were little saplings when Pharaoh 
was, was, was driving Moses uh, out of Egypt. Okay? Now that is an old tree. Okay? And these trees, they can look grand, and they, and they can look big, and they can look, uh, I mean, if you were to take a tree and use it in the, the sense that Pocahontas used it in, is the tree can look really wise and look really old. But the thing about these trees is as magnificent as they are, um, they might never be bearing fruit. They might never be bearing fruit. Well, what does it mean to bear fruit? Does that mean when you show up to church, your pastor is going to give you a pear, a banana, and an apple? No, probably not. But where, where is the spirit in what they're saying? It is the spirit in what they're saying. You see, if they're not bearing fruit, they're not bearing the truth, and they're not speaking the word of God. Okay? Because there's a difference between, between having head knowledge and having a heart change. There's a difference between knowing what Scripture says and believing what Scripture says. Because you can talk all you want about Scripture. You can talk all you want about the history. You can talk all you want about the dogmatics. You can talk all you want about all the theological differences. You can talk all you want about the linguistics of the original language. But if there is no heart change, there is no fruit. I'm doing a report right now, and I'm reading a book uh, by a specific author. And, 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 and this author used to be a pastor, uh, pastor of a huge church. He's one of the most smart people there is in the entire world about early church. But the thing is, there never was a heart change. He was never bearing fruit. And he got to a place where he, he questioned God and said, you know what? I know there's a God, but Christianity is not right. This is a guy who had spent his entire life in theological seminary. This is a guy who had spent his entire life preaching a very large church, being, being a pastor, speaking to people. But there was never a heart change. There was never fruit. It was this giant oak tree, all wise, looking all good, but there was no fruit. There was no spirit. Okay? And these are some things that Jude wants to warn us about here in Scripture. Watch out. For the head knowledge, look for the heart change. And check it all against Scripture. Okay? Let's continue on to the next description. And the next uh, description that, that Jude gives us here is in verse 13. And it says, Raging waves of the sea, foaming up in their shame. Um, uh, foaming up in their shame. Let's talk about waves. Um, I did some research uh, this week on waves because... Uh, I was listening to a sermon on, on this section of Jude, and, and it was talking about what, what it means here when it's saying waves. It's talking about like stored up energy and, and, and useless energy just going here and there. So I decided, well, how much energy really is there in a wave? And, I, and I'm not a hydraulic physicist or, or anything by any stretch of the matter, but I did some research on waves and on energy and, and, and I did some conversions and it's crazy stuff uh, the tsunami that hit Japan uh, last year um, it, it produced 1.3 petawatts of energy I have no clue what a petawatt is don't ask me uh, there, there's a reason I don't do uh, physics and all this stuff but it's, it's 1.3 petawatts times 10 to the 14th power joules Okay, so we're talking a big amount of energy. I'm not talking about 10 times 14 diamonds and all that stuff, but, but joules. And, and that equals 31 kilotons. 
That is a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay? And, this, and the tsunami was constantly moving for a certain amount of time. And, and, and people have done math, and they equate the tsunami's energy to 310 kilotons of energy. Okay? What are some other things that have produced a lot of energy in this world? You don't have to think too far back. None of us were here. But in 1945, two bombs were dropped uh, in Japan. And those two bombs combined uh, produced a certain amount of kilotons. But this, uh, this tsunami produced the amount of kilotons of both those atomic bombs times 100. Okay? The tsunami equated to over 100 nuclear bombs dropping and exploding all at once. That's how much energy was put off by these waves. Okay? You might be saying, that's cool stuff, but what does that have to do with false teachers? Are false teachers going to be surfing into the church? No, not quite. But what happens is, is these people can be full of energy and willingness to serve. But like the people beforehand, willingness to serve only their own needs and wants, and then they sulk in their own selves. In, in, in the things that they want, their own shame, and they bring all the effort here. It is wasted energy. Okay? Think about that wave. Now, if you were able to harness all that energy, you'd probably be able to sustain a, some lights for quite a while. You'd have lights going on forever. Okay? But energy, wasted energy. What does that have to do to false teachers? And, and, and those who are in the church, there are people who, like all these other descriptions, are seeking self, are bringing the focus back on themselves and wasting energy. Okay? Wasting maybe a gift that God had given them. But they're not using it for what God had intended. They're putting it for themselves. So anytime you see a self-promotion of someone who is teaching the word of God, you should check. Because Jesus was not self-promoting, as we said earlier. Jesus looked to serve other people. Okay. So, moving on to the next, uh, the, the next description and the last one, and then we're going to move on to some more Ds. The last description is, is these things about wandering stars. Okay? Wandering stars. Now, wandering stars can be also looked at as shooting stars or flashing stars or, 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 or just... Um, falling stars. How many of you guys have, have, have heard of a shooting star before? How many of you guys have seen a shooting star before? Okay. Now, now shooting stars aren't actually stars. They are, they are meteors that you catch a glimpse of their, the, their trail. You catch a glimpse of their path. And uh, as I was looking at, at this, I didn't even realize it until after I had, I had kind of fully put it all together. I was like, oh my gosh. And we're going to come back to my oh my gosh moment there. But these wandering stars are full of wonderful and fanciful ideas, but just as soon as they show up, they disappear at the first sign of trouble. Okay? And, and, and there are people in the church. There have been people in almost every church that I know of personally, and, and, and I know of quite a few churches in the area. There, there's been people in each one of those churches who will pop up and they'll have this new idea, this new thing of teaching, and, and it doesn't line up with Scripture. And when, and when they're confronted on, on it, they just disappear. And then they end up over at another church. Start stirring up some dissension. But they're challenged, they disappear. Go to another church, start dissension. And, and it didn't hit me until, until I thought about what a falling star or, or, or a shooting star or a wandering star is. But it's a, uh, a meteor that you just catch a glimpse of its path. 
Okay? These wandering stars, maybe there's one in a church, you're catching a glimpse of their path. And their path is just going church to church, organization to organization, spreading falseness, spreading lies, spreading non-truthful doctrine, false doctrine, their own gospels. And this is another thing that Jude wishes to warn us about. Be weary of those people who are jumping from church to church and spreading dissension. Okay? Paul dealt with those people. Peter dealt with those people. John dealt with those people. Jude dealt with those people. James dealt with those people. All these pastors in the early church, guess what? Things haven't changed that whole much since then. There's just a lot more churches and a lot more Christians, which means there's a lot more shooting stars in the area. Okay? Know what's being taught and check it against what's in here. We talked last week about three different ways that we can know for sure this is truth, and what people are speaking is truth as well. All right, to the next D. And the next D is deduction. Um, And a deduction is a theme, it's kind of a, a common conclusion. And Jude's theme is to stay in the love of God. And go to Jude verse 21. And you can see it there in the first part of the verse. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Okay? And I get this picture of a campfire. How many of you guys have ever been camping before? Okay? we got a campfire here. And this campfire is God's love. And this campfire never, ever, ever runs out of fuel. It is always burning. Okay? Because God's love is, 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 is always there. It's never failing. So, so we got this burning campfire. And if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you join around this campfire and you're getting warm. And, and Jude, his, his, his theme is, hey, don't leave that campfire. Stay there. But there are those, and, 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 and everyone is subject to leaving that campfire. Okay, and we're going to look at some depictions, which is the next D if you're taking notes. Uh, we're going to look at some depictions that Jude gives us of some people who left the campfire. Okay, so we got our campfire, staying on nice and warm. Everyone pretend like you're warm. Woo-hoo. Okay, stay around the campfire because Jude gives us three depictions, three examples of people groups or peoples who left the campfire of God's love. And the first is those who were delivered by God. Verse 5. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Okay, so the, the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt. Um, and they have a mass exodus. God, God delivers them. God leads them out. He, uh, he performs many miracles. He provides them all that they need and their sustenance. And he, he provides military battles and he saves them. God delivered these people. But you see, the children of Israel turn their back on God's promises. They turn their back on God and they forsook their deliverance. You see, 12, 12 people, 12 spies went in. Uh, to this land of Canaan and, and they were told to look at the land and then come back and bring a report. And they brought back these things with grapes that were huge. Grapes that were probably bigger than my head because it took two men just to carry one whole branch of these grapes. One whole cluster. Okay, Those are some big grapes. You need a fork and a knife. They're bigger than watermelons. Okay, And grapes are good. Um, but So ten of these spies said, we cannot do it. We cannot do it. 
There's giants in the land. There's giants. There's a bunch of Dwight Howards chilling over there, and they're going to they're gonna kill us, okay? And they're talking about how they're going to get squished. But then two of these spies say, you know what? We might be small. We might be grasshoppers in their sight, but they're grasshoppers in God's sight. Let's go do this thing. But Israel went with the other uh, spies' idea and said, you know what? We just can't do it. God promised it to us. God told us we're going to do it. God told us he's going to help us do it. God's going to do it for us. Now nah, let's not do it. We're not going to do it. And God said, hey, you know what? You're leaving the campfire of love, okay? And guess what happened? That generation was not able to pass into the promised land. They spent 40 years wandering in the desert, okay? Because they left the campfire of love, okay? Let's continue. Who, who, who else are some people who have left the campfire of love? Uh, those who worshipped God is, is the next depiction we get from Jude. And that's in verse 6. Those who worshipped God. Who worshipped God? And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode. He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Okay, so we got angels. And angels were in heaven, and they were worshiping God. They were worshipers of God. That was, that was their life. They worshiped God. Okay? But these angels... Uh, they lost sight of what they were doing. And, and, and the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 13 that a third of all the hosts of heaven was, was cast out with Satan in this rebellion. Okay, You see, Satan was, was uh, a, a beautiful angel. He, he, he was the worship leader, per se, of heaven. Um, and he, he was the one-man marching band, you could say. And, and he was a worshiper of God. But he, you know, he left the campfire of God's love took a step back, got a little bit cold, realized, you know what, I want to be just like God. And he led a rebellion that brought a third of the angels with him. They lost sight of God, and they rebelled against God. So you might be thinking to yourself, it's impossible to leave the campfire of God's love. Well, no, we've already seen those who were delivered by God's love leave. You'd think if you were, de- uh, if, if you were delivered by God from something as great as slavery, that you'd be trusting in God for the rest of your life. Well, people step back. Those who worship God, it was their living. It was what they did to worship God. Someone who worships God for their entire life, they too can leave that campfire. And the last depiction that we get from Jude um, is, is, is one of those who were blessed by God. Those who were blessed by God. And that's verse 7. And it is, As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. You see, Sodom and Gomorrah um, was a blessing at first. And, and, and you might be thinking, Aren't Sodom and Gomorrah the ones that got destroyed by fire, hell, and, and, and brimstone? Yes, they were. But they were a blessing at first. Because, you see, the land that they lived in was a very fertile land. It was, it was perfect for growing crops, perfect for raising cattle, not very good for raising children. But, but it, was a, it was a place where there was a lot of good land. Very fertile, fertile land. God blessed that land with its fertility. You guys remember in, in, in Genesis, as Abraham and Lot, their, their herdsmen were butting heads. They said, you know what, we just got to split apart. And Abraham said, hey, choose where you want to go. 
and I'll go the opposite place. And Lot looked down to the valley and he saw the fertile lands of Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I'm going there. So he took his people there. Very fertile land. A blessing from God. Those who were blessed by God. But they also left the campfire. And, 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 and those in Sodom and Gomorrah turned, um, turned to homosexual uh, living, homosexual lifestyles, sexual immorality, and all of these vile sins. And they left the campfire of God's love. And, and you might be thinking to yourself, uh, as we're going to close here, here in the next probably two minutes, uh, you might be thinking to yourself, how can someone who was delivered by God leave the campfire, per se? Okay, I'm going to stop using campfire. I'm going to use what Jude says. How can someone who was delivered by God leave God's love? How could someone who spent their entire life worshiping God, and I mean worshiping God, I don't mean just pretending and going through the motions, I'm talking about worshiping God, leave God's love. How could someone who was blessed by God receive so much from God, how could they leave God's love? And this is a question that, I mean, I ask myself, And I'm sure a lot of you guys are asking yourself, because maybe you say, you know what? God has delivered me from something great. I don't want to leave his love. I love to worship God. I worship God from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. I do not want to leave the love of God. God has blessed me so greatly. He's given me all the desires of my heart. I don't want to leave God's love. So how can we leave God's love? How can someone's heart get changed and leave God's love? And if you look in Jude, we're going to do just a little preview of next week. If you look in Jude, verse 11, it says, Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. They have run greedily in the error of Balaam. And they profit and perish in the rebellion of Korah. So how can someone walk away from the campfire of God's love? I want you guys to come next week as we look at Jude. And it's going to be the trilogy. Okay, We're going to look at the trilogy. What's the trilogy? kind of gave you guys a clue. Verse 11. Look at it. Study verse 11 this week. And we're going to, we're going to dissect verse 11 next week so that we can know for sure, hey, you know what? I am not going to leave that campfire because it's hot and it's cold all around it. I want to stay hot right by it. Okay? Does that sound good? You guys want to stay by that campfire of God? Awesome. Let's pray. Dear God, we just thank you so much uh, for your word. God, we just thank you, um, God, that that we have these instructions, God. We have these examples that we can see them off in the distance, God, and know that they are false and we can turn to you. God, I just thank you. Uh, God, for delivering us, God, for giving us that heart of worship, God, for, 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 for giving us blessing, God, and, and, and more than those, God, for giving us love. God, I just pray that, 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 that we would catch Jude's theme, that, that, that we would deduct the same thing that Jude said, and that would be, we don't want to leave God's love. God, we've spent so much time in youth group, looking at your love and what it is. As we studied 1 John, as we studied 2 John, as we studied 3 John, and the theme just continues on into into Jude, God. We do not want to leave your love. So God, I just pray that that we would 
we would stay diligent, God, that we would study our Bibles, God, that we would study the Word, that we would spend time in prayer, that we would not forsake our time with you, God. God, that we would be in prayer, and that as, as we are in our Word, as we are in our prayer, as we are in fellowship with one another, as we are in worship, God, I just pray that we fall deeper in love with you, God, and that we so root ourselves by that campfire of your love, God, that, that we will not leave. And God, that, that, that as we root ourselves in the prayer, as we root ourselves in your word, God, that we would know when a false teacher is coming, God, and that we would be able to stand strong in what is truth. And God, we thank you for revealing that truth to us by your Holy Spirit through your word. So God, we just pray that you'd be with us this week as we continue on. Uh, God, just please bless and protect us as we go through spring break. And God, we just thank you and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And everyone said a huge amen. All right, announcements.